I'm literally laying out a piece of my heart. Very excited to share this with you. And then you get up to pee and say, don't pause it. See that? <laughs> By that point, I cut it off. You're going home. Hello. Welcome to A Couple Thoughts. I'm one of the couple. No, hold on. I'm half of the couple. My name is... My name is... My name is... is my name is... <laughs> Natalie Hernandez. <laughs> Sounds like an answering machine. That's why I did it. <laughs> you have reached Chris Hernandez. <laughs> Please leave your message. Please stay tuned for the second episode Oh, of, of a our couple pod- thoughts. Of a couple thoughts. This yeah. is the second episode. Do we get a lot of good reviews on our first episode? We got some good feedback. That's yeah. A nice setup question, isn't it? It is. Check that out. <laughs> but yes, we did. Uh, and <laughs> thank you guys for the kind words and the deep thoughts. Yes. I'm glad you had thoughts on our podcast. Um, a lot of people had some comments on the Facebook post when we posted it. Uh, feel free to keep commenting on it. And um, that's kind of our hope. And yeah. goal for this is to spark conversations, not only on Facebook, but hopefully with you and eye to eye with other humans yes. over, let's say, a coffee there or something. We hope to have those. I hope you're having those conversations more than conversations online. Yes. And that's one reason people do podcasts and why we want to do a podcast is you never know what you might say that's going to occur to someone that they know, oh, okay, I'm not the only person who thinks this way, or mm. I'm not the only one. Or maybe we are the only one sometimes, and you know, we'll just have to deal with that because we're weird. <laughs> what are you drinking today? What are you having? Um, right now I'm drinking air because I don't have anything in my hand, but earlier I had some uh, Mighty Leaf Earl Grey decaf. <laughs> we are not sponsored by them. We were given nothing by that drop. Nice. Uh-huh. And then what are you drinking? Oh, me? I'm having a, a nice tall glass of water. Oh, what is the glass that you have it in? <laughs> oh, it's a it's a new glass that I got at a garage sale up the road. It is celebrating the 20 is it or is this the 100th 25th anniversary something Disney, I don't even know, but it has Lumiere, Mrs. Potts and Hollywood Tower of Terror, which are three of my favorite things that involve Disney, so or in general or in general, yeah, in general. <laughs> Lumiere is definitely one of our favorite things just in life. <laughs> in life. Hollywood Tower Terror also, in general, in um, life. Man, that, if, you ever, if you haven't been to Disneyland or World, do it, and then ride Hollywood Tower up there. Just do it. Just do it. Uh, our kid is still cute. Yeah, she's still cute. Uh-huh. And, um, oh, we did get a lot of comments about the sound quality of this podcast, so I appreciate that. He's an editor, I'm you glad guys. That it, if you didn't um, know, he's an editor. I'm glad that it... That more than one person mentioned is good. So that's cool. And he's a musician. And he's good looking. And he makes movies. And he can play like hey, lots of instruments. How about we... He's also a good father. So what topics <laughs> are we talking about today? <laughs> okay. Today... Oh, today's going to be fun. Okay, go for it. Yeah, today's going to be fun. We've been itching to get to this. Um, oh, itching. Like we've had one episode. But... Knowing we've been wanting to talk about a bunch of different things, one of the things we wanted to talk about was movie etiquette. No movie surprise. watching etiquette. Yes, movie watching etiquette. So, if you know us personally, this will none of this information will be new to you, and you're probably really tired of hearing <laughs> us rant watched, about this. If you've watched a movie with us, you know about these rules, <laughs> and you know how strict they are. But we're trying to to tell you and everyone out there. This is important, okay? This is important. Okay, that's just the first half of the podcast. What's the second half? Second half, we're going to be talking about the death of comedy. 
Mm-hmm. I touched on it a little last week because you asked about it. But I really wanted to dive in more to it, uh, more into it. So that's what we're going to do. All right. So let's get into movie watching etiquette. So these rules here that we're going to speak on um, differ per scenario, you know, because one scenario is me and you have seen a movie a thousand times and we just want to sit down and enjoy it. There's going to be different rules, you know, not so many rules, if you will, as opposed to, let's say, a scenario where I have a favorite movie and I'm showing you this movie that you haven't seen. Those are super strict rules. (laughs) I'm literally laying out a piece of my heart. Very excited to share this with you. And then you get up to pee and say, don't pause it. See that? (laughs) By that point, I cut it off. You're going home. Um, Rules we're going to talk about right now is going to be generally the scenario of I haven't seen it, you haven't seen it, and we're either at the theater or at our home theater watching. Which, speaking of that, we have been tempted to type up list of rules. Maybe you haven't. I sure have. I actually have Chris and Natalie's movie watching rules typed up, printed out, perhaps laminated, <laughs> and put on the fr- the front door entering into the movie room. Just so you know, everyone enters on the same page. Mm. You know where we stand, and you know if you want to commit to this it's or our not. our constitution, if you will. <laughs> yes. Bill of <laughs> Rights. <laughs> you still have the right to not come watch a movie with us and... It's kind of understood if you mm-hmm. you don't after this, maybe, but <laughs> lay it up there anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So rule number one is an obvious one. I say rule number one. We don't know how many there are. We're just going to talk about a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. Don't be on your phone. Unless, obviously, well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, don't be on your phone, period. Okay. Okay, sure. Oh, but I might get an emergency call, Um, you know. Or something. Well, then you don't need to be sitting here watching a movie. Go deal with your emergency. Okay? Have your phone off or completely silent. Do not disturb away from you. Or even if it's in your pocket, don't go peeking at it. Just because if you're looking at your phone, you're not watching the movie. What are your thoughts on that? I only have... I'll give them, I'll give them one extra exception. Because now that I'm a mother, when I'm at the movie theater, everything's off and silent, of course. But I will have my phone facing me, so if there is a text from a babysitter or whoever's watching our child, you want to be able to see that in case mm-hmm. something goes wrong. But that kind of falls under the the emergency category. So that I think that's acceptable behavior yeah. to have the phone facing I you. Could, I could allow that. Yeah, you could allow that. Now, uh-huh. if you see that it's just a friend who texted you, and like you go, you look down, and they're talking about the cheeseburger they had that was amazing. Well, check that one later. Uh-huh. Don't check it now. That can Let's wait. See the the those scenarios. Still take you away from the from the screen though. If you have a child and there's you know babysitter, sure, I'll give that to you. If you had nothing going on, no one's expecting anything from you in the next two hours, then yeah, you don't need to see that you got a text even. Just put it away and then check it afterwards. It'll be there when you check it back. Yeah, because it's just part of. Not only does it distract others around you. But it distracts you from the film and takes you out of it, and you're not getting the full experience that the filmmakers have have given to you. You can miss the the minutest little frame of foreshadow, and then boom, you're like, I don't like that movie. Well, did you miss this part? What? Yeah. Yeah. Kills me. It's true. All right, another one that's probably um, common sense. I don't know. Have you... <laughs> have you watch movies with certain people yes never mind. i'm like wow really i take it back okay the next one <laughs> for, some... for the person who you know who you are yeah you know who you are 
judging you. Totally judged. Don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. Okay, if, we're, if we both haven't seen the movie, I probably don't have the answer yet either. So let's just both watch the film. And I have a feeling, a suspicion, that the filmmakers are probably going to provide all the answers you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So don't ask me. I don't know. Um, I also Why is though, she going up the stairs? Is that person going to get them? Is that <gasps> person going to die? Is that person going to die? Oh, is that the person who did this and did that? Is that Jim Halpert from The Office? Oh. <laughs> Go see A Quiet Place. Go see but A Quiet seriously, Place, by the way. Is that Jim Halpert from The Office? <laughs> I'm trying to watch a movie right now. It's a man trying to run for monsters. That's who yeah, he is. Yeah. Right now, he is not Jim Halpert. So don't take me out of the movie. Mm-hmm. So under that same umbrella would be providing commentary. Now, I think this 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 goes under whether you have seen the movie or you haven't seen the movie. It's I think it's more prevalent when people have seen a movie and they're showing you the film. So they they get excited and they want to give you like behind the scenes commentary. I don't want that right now. Mhm. I don't want that. Oh, did you know it took them 7 weeks to shoot that one scene? Wait, I'm, wait, what now? I'm, I was just sorry, I was in Star Wars. Where am I right now? Oh, no, I'm in the living room again. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it can wait. It can wait till after it the film. It can wait. Oh, like we love trivia. We love, love behind it. the scenes stuff. I mean, I watch, I do audio commentary. I watch all the behind the scenes. I buy Blu-rays specifically for the special features. Yeah, and the but great picture quality. I don't spout them out or think about them during the film, especially on the first time. Oh yeah, they pop in my head, so I have to use self-control sometimes. Because you do. It's an interesting fact. Sometimes you think, you know what? Maybe this will add to the experience. Most likely not. So the answer is usually no. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I've been guilty of, you know, almost sharing a trivia during a movie. But it, you just, just don't do it. And also under the same umbrella, critiques of the film. Like, yes. Oh, he yes. wouldn't have done Had that. Had some notes about that, yeah. Or, oh, my goodness. Um, what, what were some examples? Maybe the movie, there's a movie mistake. Mm. Or the movie didn't think through something all the way. Yeah, plot holes and plot movie holes. mistakes. Yeah, that's the word. And um, other things... Don't mention it during the film. Feel free to mention it after the film, but during the film, you're just like, wait, what? It'll keep, folks. It'll keep. Mm -hmm. Another scenario that happens is if there's a group of us watching a movie and maybe half of us have seen it, half of us haven't. I'm trying to get into this film, right? Want to be immersed, the whole thing. And then there's two people having a side conversation, maybe not even about the movie. That's a big Mm no-no. Don't do that. Come on. Don't do that. Or if you want to do that, don't invite me to your movie viewing party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's no... I mean, maybe it depends on the tone. No, maybe it doesn't. Because I'm thinking, like, let's say a Big Fat Creek wedding. Sometimes you got to laugh. Sometimes you got to, like, wasn't that hilarious? Those are appropriate reactions. Yes. Which brings us to our next rule. Appropriate reactions. Right. Don't start a conversation like, oh, one time I did the same exact thing <laughs> just last week. I was da 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 and then you're, the person you're talking to is trying to watch the rest of the movie because a lot yeah. of times with comedy, it's all about timing. Mm-hmm. Timing and building up. And if you're commenting too long on one comedic timing, you miss two or three of them. Yeah, it's and true. And I've, I've experienced that yeah. too many times. Now, there's times in comedy where, yeah, you're laughing because it is real life and it's happened to you. So, yeah, like you said, a, a quick, like, oh, my gosh, all the time. But then that's it. That's that's all you need to say because we all understand. That's why it's funny because mm-hmm. it's real life. That's why we're laughing. So you don't mm-hmm. have to give me examples of. And then like dramatic movies, feel free to cry, but don't sob or distract 
I would say more. If you, some people might just have a loud cry, I would be like, don't. Who actually cries? If you're though. uncomfortable because it's an emotional moment, don't make a joke or don't pretend to cry or do whatever yeah, be, to make like you to feel, feel relaxed. Moments. Yeah, we we might want to be impacted by this moment. Yeah, exactly. And I've had that happen numerous times, and it is very hard. Mm. Yeah. Another strict rule we have people complain about is going to the bathroom or getting a drink of water or leaving during the film. Okay. Rule number one B, or rule number one on this rule is... <laughs> part C. Part C, uh, addendum one, <laughs> is prepare. Get everything you need and release everything you need <laughs> before the movie begins. Surely you can last an hour and a half, okay? Now, if you just had two cups of tea and three cups of coffee, we get it. There's situations, but you pause the movie. You go... And then you move on. And you also wait for the right moment. Don't pause the movie in the middle of a scene. Once you know the scene has this kind of natural break, you can grab the remote and pause it or raise your hand and we'll pause it and say, sorry, I got to pee. It's like coming. And then like, <laughs> all right, no problem. And then you'll go. We'll come back. And then maybe rewind it a bit and get back in the flow. And then, you know, that's forgivable. Yeah. But prepare so that doesn't have to happen. Well, like you said earlier, if someone just gets up and leaves and they say, oh, you don't have to pause it. I already know something about you now. Exactly. I know your character. I know you don't care about <laughs> this movie particularly and maybe movies at all in general. Film is our love language. So this might seem a little extreme to some people, yeah. but but we'll, 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 we'll go into that. We'll go into that later. I love watching movies. They take you to worlds unknown. They show you the human condition in many ways that they take you through situations they share truths and fictions and i don't know if i was articulate enough i'd say something epic yeah but movies are great we, and well, we take them seriously making them and watching them yes and we know the work that goes into making one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I get it. Spielberg's not sitting here on the couch with us, so he doesn't care if you watch it or not. Yeah, but then he, but you still know the work that went into it. Yeah, people's like, oh, what would you think of the Hobbit movie? Eh, it was dumb. Like, okay. I'll give it a one star out of ten. Like, okay. Did you see the same movie? Like, you don't have to love it. But how can you not see, like, at least it's better than a one? Or, like, <laughs> an eh. Like, look at all the costumes, the music, the look, the visual, like, the work that thousands of people have put into this. And then someone just goes, eh, and yeah, move on. I mean, I didn't really like The Hobbit. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but I know that. I didn't give it a one, though. But you don't go, eh. Well, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes a movie deserves a, eh, you know. No. <laughs> The, have you seen The Hobbit? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have. All like nine hours of it? Like, I think so. But I mean, how can you not at least see the work that goes into that? It's, I mean, just watch the behind the scenes. We watched the whole 24, 27 hours behind the scenes of Lord of the Rings. It's the same thing. The same crew. Okay. Surely the movie... Uh, I mean, yeah, the movie wasn't as great as Lord of the Rings, obviously. But you at least got to appreciate... Money that. grab. Just kidding. No. <laughs> you want to get into this right now? Okay. No. Peter Jackson wasn't even part of it. I'm just until taking way liberties. Later. I'm he taking liberties. He got thrown in there and oh, had to clean yes. up. Tell us about and it. And then he <laughs> was passionate and did what he could to salvage it. 
Eh. God love him. Anyways. God bless his old heart. Hobbits aren't as bad as movies people say. They have a lot of good things to them. Yeah, I'm sure they do. But it's like, if you compare it to Lord of the Rings, then obviously you're, it's going to be eh. But if you just look at it as See, a but movie. See, but this is, this is the situation. I think it's okay to compare it to Lord of the Rings because it is the same universe and it is technically a prequel to Lord of the Rings with okay. some of the exact same characters. Redeemable moments of the Hobbits. Music. Oh, no. Amazing. <laughs> Visuals. Ooh. Amazing. Spilt the water. Costumes. Amazing. Uh, Bilbo. Amazing. Uh, Orkin Shield. Amazing. As far as acting. The dragon. The, oh, Smaug. Smaug. He was, was amazing. Awesome. Yeah. There was so much good from these movies, but just because it, A, wasn't um, as good as Lord of the Rings, or B, you know, had some really stupid moments, I'll admit, they wipe away all the great stuff. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah, guys. Come on, you. <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. It's Look at the movies as a whole and appreciate them. You don't have to love everything. The great movies. So etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> Rant over. I don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> Just trying to give you a little bit of trouble here. <clears throat> so back to the, yeah, if you're showing me a movie that you've seen and I haven't, any of your thoughts on it mm. are going to be spoilers. Any thoughts. Any thoughts. Like, oh, what do you mean by that? I'm like, if you say, now, this movie's a little scary, but don't worry, nobody dies. Well, now I already know if there's going to be a really intense part where I might not know the outcome. Well, now I know nobody dies. Or if you even make a joke about, nope, and then everybody dies. But then I'm like, well, why did you feel uncomfortable making that joke? I'm the person who will read into it and try to figure out why you made that statement. Mm -hmm. So just don't do it. Just don't do it. And, And please, please. I know you've seen it. I know you love this movie. I know it's funny or sad or whatever, or a really, really cool twist is about to happen. Don't react to it before it happens, because now I'm anticipating something. I don't know what, and you've ruined it for me. Mm. Just let me experience it. Just let me experience it. And talking about spoilers, I mean, this this is the major rule of all rules. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't spoil movies. The you know golden. what the spoilers are, the major ones, obviously. But even these subtle ones, my brother and I always joke, the classic line is, um, all I'm going to say is, and like, <laughs> no matter what you say after that phrase, it's going to spoil it for me. Yeah. Don't give me that. No, 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 no. It's not a spoiler. All I'm going to say is. Yeah. Don't do it. The, se- the ending is really sad. Or, no, no, no. All I'm going to say is it ends awesome, so don't worry. Or all I'm going to say is the main character may not be who you think. Like. It just, it's just, it just hurts. It does. Oh, gosh. Ugh. Don't spoil stuff, guys. Don't spoil stuff. And and these are more tips, maybe, than, than etiquette. But in in this day and age, I would recommend, if there's a movie you know you want to see already, don't watch the trailers for it. If maybe you've never heard of this film or you need do to be sold on you it. do need to be sold on it then go for it watch the trailer but nowadays teaser. trailers watch a teaser yeah watch a teaser don't watch the trailer all you need is a teaser don't watch a full trailer because they give away so much stuff mm-hmm. and if you care about not having spoilers as much as we do we found that to be very helpful and actually has made movies much more enjoyable we, call when we don't going, know anything we call it going in pure yeah going so uh as of right now i'm going in pure of jurassic world and i've only seen the teaser for um 
Infinity Wars. So that's exciting. Because those are movies I know I'm already going to go see. Why do I need to, you know, see them? Um, see the trailers. Um, but then there's A Quiet Place. This movie came out recently. We saw the teaser and we're like, okay, yeah, we're going to see that. Oh, yeah. And then we just avoided everything else. And it made it so much better. Because by the time I actually saw the movie, I forgot most of it. And it was all brand new and fresh. But, like, after I saw the movie, we saw it on opening weekend. So, like, all the ads and everything was still out. So on like Saturday and Sunday, I'm looking at all these trailers and ads coming out. I'm like, I'm so glad I already saw this movie because this is giving away everything, all the big moments, and all the big parts, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Do yourself a favor if you love movies. Be cautious with trailers. Um. Oh yeah, and then another thing. Again, these are more. Maybe these are more tips. <laughs> tips on tips. Proper movie watching. Yes, proper movie watching. Yeah, don't watch a visually stunning movie on a phone. Yes, please. Like, okay, a little rom-com, sure, watch it on your phone. Maybe a funny TV show or something. Yeah, watch it on your phone. But Inception or... If you watch Gravity on your iPhone, you don't have... Your opinion doesn't matter. There's a reason why you didn't like it. Your argument is invalid. (laughs) For any thoughts on that movie. Gravity wasn't that good. I saw it on my phone. Yeah, half of the experience of that movie is... Oh, I saw... You know, such and such movie. Oh, what would you think of it? Eh, it was okay. Wait a minute. How'd you see it? Oh, well, I downloaded some, like, dude in India video camera in the theater. And the sound was really bad. But, you know, I basically watched it while I was doing my homework. So, oh my it gosh. was all right. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, wait a minute. Your argument is invalid. You have no say to say anything on the opinion of this movie. Because you, you did not properly watch it. Oh, yeah, that's another one that irks me. Is like, say I show you an epic movie that you haven't seen before. Then it ends, and all I'm sitting there is excited. (laughs) What are your thoughts? And you go, I gotta pee. And then you go pee. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like waiting, waiting to come back. And you're like, well, thanks, man. That was a fun, you know, movie. I guess I want to go home. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. wait." (laughs) Just know that Chris and I have to debrief after every film. We got to debrief here. There must be a discussion after every film. At least give me me something like, did you like it? Just tell me one thought. Give me a thought. But here's the thoughts that aren't 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 acceptable. It was good. Yeah, it was okay. It's funny. At least elaborate one more sentence. Mm-hmm. Give me one more sentence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All that to say, we do like to watch movies. <laughs> we love movies. And please come over and watch movies. Oh, so that that <laughs> we'll was have a great time. <laughs> They're so scared now. We they're gonna, judge they're you picturing at all. guards around the room who's gonna like tase anybody who makes oh, a slight. Oh, that's spice. a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at your phone, tased. <laughs> is that sorry, ma'am? Is that an emergency call? Tase. Mm-hmm. So you said this a little bit earlier, <clears throat> but if you're thinking, "Gosh, you guys are just really extreme," yeah. like it's just, it's just a movie, and I understand that to some people it is, and that's okay because I do believe we're all different. But what you have to understand is we're not just seeing just a film, like or it's not just a movie to us. To mm-hmm, us, like mm-hmm. you were saying earlier, we're, we might some of some movies are just fluff and entertainment. I'll I'll admit that I'm literally just watching this to be entertained or to feel good. I get it. But some, you know, philosophically, there's so much to dissect, mm-hmm. and there's so much that I'm I'm encouraged now, or like I want to live my life better now. I'm challenged, maybe. Like, there's mm-hmm. so much more that comes out of it. Like, people still clump movies as just entertainment. It's just entertainment. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's more than entertainment. And especially with with the kind of things we talk about on our podcast with have to do with social issues or 
things that are happening right now or there's a lot that you can feel despair that you can't change but I wish I had the quote on me but I don't but what the arts can do a lot of times what politics can't so the arts are very important um, that's music movies plays paintings all of that the arts in general can move culture in a way that no other platform can and we all know music music is it, music so good music we, we can't even get into because there's too much to talk about but film is 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 under that same umbrella to us so it's yeah mm-hmm. if you're wondering why we're so passionate about it it's not just because because movies because movies aren't just like a little picture show to us yeah they've always meant something to me since i've seen i think probably since jurassic park and lion king i remember specifically those two moments around the same years um, watching them in the theater in the early 90s changed my life like the opening of lion king mm. as a how old was i maybe mm. eight eight nine year old opening of beauty and the beast too or well all of beauty and the beast but that song yeah. And then, yeah, all of it, just how it looked, mm-hmm. everything, and then the little stream and the kids. But we came from a big movie watching family, both of us did. Yeah. Yeah. So movies were always kind of important, which is great. I'm so glad. Anyways, what now? Sorry, I want to watch Lion King now. We should. That's a good one. Let's just watch it right now and just, keep, the just keep it recording. <laughs> we should. Is that proper mo- movie watching etiquette? No, probably not. Okay, let's get to the nitty gritty, I guess. Okay. So, do you guys like those movie watching etiquettes? Yeah. What are um, your thoughts? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Which one? What are your what? What's some of your movie etiquette ooh, that we might have missed? That'd be good. I'd so, like yeah. to know what are some Tweet of your us rules. Tweet or Facebook us the uh, movie etiquettes we missed. Yeah. And uh, if it's too extreme for you, if you never want to watch a movie with us again, or if you're like, yes, those are my people. Yeah. Let's watch a film. Yeah. It's then, okay if you just uh, yeah. think you're crazy. You can say that. You're like, yeah, you guys are kind of a bit much for me. I'm like, I get it. I know. I know. We I are. understand. We, we are. We have standards. Yeah. So, yes, this next topic I wanted to talk about because, well, I've been wanting to talk about it, but today, specifically, it was on my mind. A lot of you probably saw me shared on my Facebook, but Relevant Magazine did an article <clears throat> talking about the Babylon Bee's article, which the Babylon Bee, if you don't know, is satire. And they did one called, um, it was talking about white privilege. The Babylon Bee did a satire article about white privilege. And then Relevant magazine said, just being satire doesn't give it a pass. And of course, I would argue that yes, actually it does. And so this is one example. This is the one that came up today. And I'll go into why um, this bothers me. Because it might seem like, yeah, what's wrong with being upset that they were you know, making fun of white privilege. I'm like, well, comedy is subjective, right? So so comedy to one person might not be funny, but really funny to someone else. Or it might be offensive to me, but it's entertainment to you. That's the nature of comedy. And that's what's so great about comedy. And another wonderful thing about comedy is it's able to, it's a platform that we're able to discuss things that politicians and journalists and, I don't know, other other people in the public eye aren't able to talk about, but comedians have always been able to do that. And um, I have a quote from Roseanne. She said, I love stand-up. I'm totally addicted to it. It's free speech. It's all that's left. And that's kind of what I feel like. And why this, is an imp- why this is important right now is because a lot of comedians, which I mentioned on the last podcast, are being censored. 
And what's crazy is they're being censored for things that, I mean, some of it could be offensive, but not all of it. Like, there's much, much worse content on Twitter. Like, someone made the point that, like, ISIS has a Twitter, and then (laughs) this guy who's just a comedian who said that three-year-olds can't be transgender are now censored. Mm -hmm. So no matter what what you think about that, whether you agree or disagree, um, this person... His comedy personally is can be kind of crass to me, so it's not my favorite type of comedy. But it worries me that this person's being censored. I still, like we talked about last week, I still would fight for the right to have the liberty to share these thoughts, even if they're offensive to me. And the thing that people need to understand about comedy is a lot of times people do use it to cope with really heavy things. So if someone's, it might seem like someone's making fun of a heavy issue, it's not always making fun of it. A lot of times it is shining a light on a truth there, or it's a way that people can cope with something that's really hard. Like, I know there was, I I don't know who it was, I couldn't find it, but um, a comedian was sharing, you know, kind of this epidemic of people getting censored or getting booed for being honest and all these things. And it's like a woman who I believe has a, a son who's autistic. So people were like, how could you make fun of the autism? But she's like, look, these are really heavy things, having a child with autism. And they've come, her and her son have come to a place where they're really, really close. And she's able to talk about these things. And it helps to talk about these things. And people just want to be offended by it. Mm-hmm. But it's not making fun of autism. It's 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 you know how you kind of can feel a release when something's really hard or burdening on you and you're able to talk about it or maybe even joke about it it's a way to lighten that because some of these things will crush your soul and your spirit completely mm-hmm. if you can't laugh about it and there's a great tv show called speechless yeah yeah if you haven't seen it you need to see it it's really good yes please um it it's about a family it's a comedy it's about a family and their oldest son is cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. Um, and the actual actor who plays him is actual, has CP as well. Um, but it's a comedy, and they they take his uh, CP seriously, yet <laughs> really hilariously, and they also take it very non-seriously. Mm-hmm. And they, like... He's the actor himself is really funny. Um, the, it's written really funny as far as like everything's very, it's like the very mom clever. is very um, protective of him. But then he's like, "Come on, mom, let me do whatever I want." And I don't know how to explain it. It's a great show, and it's so a perfect great, example yeah. of taking a, let's say, uh, hard situation and being able to write a whole show around it and make the best people. Out of people it. could easily complain, "Oh, you're making fun of people that way," but that's kind of like a like you said a great way to cope with it and Mm -hmm. live with it nowadays everything is off limits and that's the problem Mm -hmm. (laughs) intersectionality has made everyone a victim and no one wants to be the mean guy who's making fun of victims so now comedy has to die you can't make fun of anything can't make fun of anything but the but the funny thing is and that this is where the hypocrisy really really gets me is they're still comedians and they're still making fun of something. So a great example was the Oscars. Everyone, a lot of people were complaining because they weren't as fun. They weren't funny. There weren't any jokes. And I'm like, well, <laughs> no wonder they can't make any jokes because every someone there will protest about everything and they're mm-hmm. somehow trying to make everyone happy like that's possible. Unless you're Trump 
or conservative, I think I can go that far. Or Christian. Or Christian, then yeah, it's free game. Go for it. Mm-hmm. But anything else is, is off limits. So that's why the intol- the tolerance thing always cracks me up because I'm like, it doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. Mm-hmm. I've tried to tell people this. Tolerance isn't a real thing because there's always going to be someone who isn't quote unquote tolerated. So just let it go. Just let it go. Drives me crazy. But yeah, we need comedy to deal with with hard things like like that that show is a great example um my father was a police officer for over 30 years and he said yeah if you were just on the outside looking in cops could seem like they were really ragging on each other a lot maybe making a lot of jokes but he said the things that we were having to deal with on a daily basis would were so heavy that if we didn't laugh and if we didn't make jokes and if we didn't cut up and if we didn't do pranks it would crush us. Mm. And it was definitely a way that they handled it. I mean, life's tough. And I think that's what makes me so sad is everyone is go- getting off on this high of being offended. Like, oh, well, this here's an opportunity for me <laughs> to wave my offended flag. And they'd rather have that. And so little by little, it is, take, it is taking comedy away. And imagine a society where you can't laugh at anything. Like, it's really, Yikes. really stark and depressing. And, and I'm serious about this because I'm like, it's actually going that way. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd see this, but it's actually going that way. And that's, that's a big deal. Even if, you're, even if you're a serious person who doesn't like comedians, fine. But you should still be fighting for the right to make jokes mm-hmm. and offend people. Because yeah. they're not offending everyone. Mm-hmm. I've, I've watched, I have a comedian, I absolutely love him, Sebastian Maniscalco. Listen to him. He's one of my favorites. I love him. He says things that are flat out making fun of me. Like, I, I totally do that. Like, I know <laughs> I'm that person you're making fun of. It still cracks me up. You know why? Because I can laugh at myself. Mm-hmm. I know what my sillinesses are. Like, stop taking yourself so seriously, per- oh people. Gosh. You're not the only victim out there. You're not the only one who has pain. A lot of times we're not even victims. Yeah, that's if I'm another thing. honest here, um, they just need to spend their energies on things that matter like i think especially in america if you're in america you did it you won if you're an american citizen <laughs> you're lucky you're you're you did it you made it to the best place where the opportunities are abundant now go work hard and get it some people just have they live in this bubble of whatever that they have no struggles because they live too good so the only thing they have to do is just complain about stuff and so they just pick stuff and start complaining about stuff and oh my gosh how can i be a victim so that i can complain and then oh that person said that thing that may be offensive so i'm gonna campaign and do picketing to yell at that cartoon for being offensive once yeah yeah cartoons guys like this is where we're at get a life man we're complaining about a cartoon a cartoon hurt your feelings oh sorry a cartoon has thrown you all off. No, how about this? <laughs> a online a satirical article triggered you. Relevant? <laughs> yeah, relevant. Relevant article you. writer? <laughs> I got an idea. Get a life and maybe spend some time, you know, writing articles on things that matter. Like right now, in this day and age, that's what you want to write about? Okay. Well, it just, I'm like, and I, and I get it. Some people... It's comedy. Sarcasm and satire, they... they, they what's it called when you're like... Um, you're very literal, so I, know, I get that sometimes those things fall on you, and that's fine. And I don't... And I'm... I would even say, as tempting as it is, I don't want to use sarcasm as a weapon. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. want to always use it as, like, a weapon and a, and a reason to beat people. Like, 
but that's not but comedy that's that this is me personally comedy. me personally i want to be a kind person i don't want to make you feel bad all the time and i don't want to be sarcastic all up in your business all the time just to hurt your feelings i don't want to be like that but if i'm on stage doing stand-up i want to be able to talk about whatever i want which by the way i can never do it's terrifying and i love stand-up comedians and i have the highest respect for them so maybe that's why i'm fighting for Let's them do a campaign get natalie on stand-up no 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 yes no no no, no, no. But like people like Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, these are big names. They won't even go to college campuses anymore. They'll, they avoid them like the plague. I'm like, well, no wonder. Just the PC culture, it's just, it's too annoying. It's too much to deal with. I mean, like we said, if everything's off limits, what, what's left to joke about? And the students get to choose and the students are being taught to think a certain way. They are. I mean, come on, they are. Um, my friend was telling me the other night that when she was in college, she was given a paper um, about all the kind of victimization you can be and to pick, like, everyone's a victim of something, so write down the one w- in what ways you're a victim. Mm-hmm. And this was so, somehow supposed to empower them, and we were, she and I were discussing how it's the exact opposite of empowerment. Being a victim to something is literally in the definition, I think. <laughs> I could maybe read it again. Um, but somewhat powerless in itself. So it's actually happening like this is a real thing so if everyone's a victim and everyone wants to be offended then there's nothing left to talk about so even why can't they encourage college people to be overcomers and and strong why do they have to encourage them to be victims i guess it's just really annoying what they're doing is they're snuffing out the actual victims there's real victims out there who actually need our attention and actually need help how about the ones that aren't victims go help the actual victims instead of just trying to find ways that they're victims thank you that's it that'd be nice that's it because i i believe there's true victims and i've i've seen them and i they need help they they genuinely are a victim and now the world's full of everyone's a victim and so now (laughs) this person who really needs help isn't going to get it Mm mm-hmm because someone got offended by a comedian and has now kicked him out of every state, mm-hmm. whatever, because they complain loud enough. I'm a victim of your victimization, people. This is what you've made me become. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting over here in my couch trying to save comedy. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've become. Victim of the victims of victims. <laughs> victim of victims. Club. You have victimceptioned me. Or victimception. Oh, but yeah. Okay, so last thought on this and then whatever you want to add to it because I'll start rambling. Um, ho- I'll think of a thousand things that I wanted to say tonight at three in the morning. So, you know, if you want to know if any more thoughts, I'm sure I have them. But um, I got a couple thoughts. Uh, nice usage. Um, the hypocrisy of the, the whole PC culture drives me up the wall. Because so this this comedian who I mean, there's been a few. Um, but the latest one that I've been following who got censored by youtube and twitter and all that because his content was offensive right okay sure maybe it was but then i look at these comments that the people who complained and got him kicked out and got him kicked off and all this stuff are writing and they're like talking about how his wife should be gang raped and coming after their kids and like like the most awful things i could ever think of that people are saying to this gentleman and i'm like okay well that's kind of offensive i would say (laughs) I bet he doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just but it awful. Matter it's, if he doesn't like it. It doesn't it, go both ways. It doesn't yeah. And and like I said, I still am listening to comedians and they're still making fun of somebody. Mm-hmm. So eventually it'll be you. <clears throat> you know? Right now you're like you're on your high horse, you're feeling self righteous. You can't talk about that. How dare you? But eventually they're gonna be like, Okay, well now we can't talk about women. Because we're going there. We can't talk about men or women. 
eventually women won't exist. Everyone's just going to be whatever you want to be. Human, maybe. So you can't t- say mankind anymore. <laughs> You're humankind or whatever that idiot said in Canada. No, I'm not, what do you say? People kind. <laughs> whatever. Some People stupid kind? thing. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, so like all of that is off limits. You might think, what? It's just a couple comedians. Come on. They hurt someone's feelings. I'm like, someone's feelings will always be hurt. Right now, it's not your feelings. People just want to feel important. Hey, I got an idea. Go do something for someone else. Mm-hmm. Go find a purpose. Go help someone who's in need. Instead of just being so selfish that you need to feel important and feel like you have a purpose, so you go complain or make up drama. But but I don't know. Because I think these people think, oh, what I'm doing is I'm standing for this other oppressed people group. So I'm yeah, doing I, the right thing. I am standing for Yeah, them. I feel good. I feel awesome because I'm strong Look at for me. these poor victims. Oh, these poor women, these poor black people. Oh, like, no. They can handle themselves. Everyone has to take responsibility for their own lives. Every people group, every race, every gender, you all have wonderful people within us. We all have annoying people and within then, us. Let's say life throws something at you. Oh, no, you need help. Us people who, you know, can help you, will help you, and then we all move on together, and then you can eventually help someone else down the road. But if we're all just victims, except for white people, then, obviously, (laughs) then, especially rich white men, but if we're all just victims, then no one helps anyone, we're all just going to lay down, and then we're dead. I don't know. It's just, they're not looking any forward. Yeah. Like, just get a life. Help people who are actually hurt and then go do something awesome with your life and stop complaining about the smallest, stupidest, insignificant things to make yourself feel better. Yeah. That's my rant for the day. That was second rant for the day, actually. I don't know how many people's feelings are hurt during that. Whatever you're not allowed to talk about or laugh at, that's what has the power over you. And I think that's why these comedians and, and even us sometimes might say something that's a little bit, yeah, maybe it wasn't as sensitive as it could have been because the point we're trying to make is we want to make sure everyone's allowed to say these things. We want to make sure people are still allowed to say this stuff. Even if you don't like it. Be an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. We want if people a comedian to be says some things that offends you, guess what? You don't have to listen to them. Yeah, you don't have to listen to them. That's the, yeah, that's like, the biggest thing. Walk there out, you go. leave. You're done. Yep. Why boycott and picket and tweet Oh, I know why. Because it feels good. Now I feel all self-righteous and important. And I'm doing something with my life. And I'm not just sitting in my mom's basement playing video games all day long. (laughs) And you're not thinking of the repercussions. Mm -mm. You're thinking of the action right now in the moment. But you're not thinking what's going to happen along the way. And then then when that day comes that no one can do anything. And you've dehumanized an entire group of people. And now that entire group of people is ostracized or what have you, whatever it could be, and no one's allowed to make jokes and no one's laughing, and then you'll be like, ooh, you know what? Maybe it wasn't worth all this whining and boohooing. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm not whining and boohooing right now, but yeah. <laughs> We're maybe a little bit. It's but a little bit of whining and boohooing. Comedy, like you said earlier, has a lot of truth in it. Mm-hmm. And if you start censoring it, not just comedy, but art in general, mm-hmm. movies, music, um all share truths and if you start making things taboo i guess is the word or you're not allowed to say that or show that or talk about that then eventually truths will actually be going away as well or not um what's the word 
Fading away, dying. <laughs> Fading away, dying, sure. <laughs> Truths will be not where they need to be, which is in your ears and eyes. Yeah. And, uh, you want to always be able to have several options and opinions, like, not just one side. Okay, so I went to China not too long ago. I'll say undisclosed time, and I went to an undisclosed area. But um, <clears throat> you're not allowed to, to speak, let's say, for example, you're not allowed to speak about the uh, massacre that happened in Beijing uh, of all the college students back in the, gosh, I remember, 80s, 90s, I can't remember. Not only do they try to hide it in, from all history, but you're not even allowed to say or talk about it. It's illegal to talk about it. And I just remember, like, there's many things illegal to talk about, which is crazy. I just remember being there thinking like, like, uh, like almost this weight on my mouth. I can't say these things and it just feels really oppressive. And, and the truth of the matter is, pun intended, is it's hiding truth. Truth of what actually happened is what they're trying to do. They're trying to hide the truth of what happened mm-hmm. and make up their own truth. So that eventually it all, you know, the the fake truth will be the actual truth. So like, I guess, so over here in the West, people think, oh, sense, sense or whatever. But this it's going to hurt the actual truth. And eventually, you know, we'll think that three yields can be transgender because we weren't allowed to talk about it for 20 years. And then now. Yeah. We all just kind of think it. There's only one side. We can't hear the other side. We got to hear I'm the like, other side, people. I, I And I'm not even saying there's a lot of things that we might talk about on this podcast. Who know, Who knows what we'll think 10 years from now? Like, I was talking about that with my friend the other day. Like, th- this is why we talk about these things. This is why we don't mind bringing up stuff controversial on our podcast. Because mm-hmm. there have been times that I have been very, very wrong in my thinking. And if people weren't allowed to offer me another side... You know, and that's what's so scary with the college students. They're not, they're not Challenged. like critical thinking. Critical, but what you said yeah. about the China, that's the other thing that annoys me about, I guess, all this, these people nowadays. It's like all the complaining going on. You've never actually lived in an oppressive country ever. Seriously. You've never even experienced. If we just dropped all of us in China for a second, no, a d- nay, a day. I bet you there'd be a lot less complaining. And you'd realize America is not so evil and bad that you think. I hate Mm. to tell you. Someone's got to tell you. But you're not as oppressed as you think. (laughs) Individuals have probably have... people oppressed right now in other countries. Like (laughs) getting killed. Getting killed. Thrown off buildings. Yeah. Um, Worse than that. Massacred and jailed and, you know... And that's not to belittle the pain that you're experiencing here. That's why I'm like, stop doing this whole, let's pin all this crap on a group. I'm like, individuals are hurting. They're going through things and they need help. And I want to be able to help that individual. Just because you but, look like that individual doesn't mean you now are going through what the individual is going through. Right. Intersectionality is a silly lie and it's going to fall apart anyway, which is fine. But I want to, because that was really good what you said earlier. I want to read this quote said, taking offense can easily provoke us into a discussion, which may in turn change our point of view and increase our understanding on a subject. On the other hand, it can also make our blood boil. What we can be offended by is just as subjective as what we can be entertained by. Successful comedy can provoke discussions about serious issues. And I think that was a good point that you were making earlier. Like, within comedy, there's usually truth within it. And, And what I've always appreciated about comedy is it is a little bit more... I think the word would be disarming in that when you're laughing 
and you're, you know, it does release endorphins and it's a more relaxed atmosphere to talk about some pretty Mm -hmm. important things. And to me, it can be a softer way than just like, you know, me beating you over the head with all my facts and thoughts. It's like comedy is just a, it's a great way, but sometimes it is very, it will make you uncomfortable or it might make you feel bad. It might hurt your feelings. And the thing is, yeah i live with it all the time i find comedy all the time like oh that was really funny oh that was super offensive Mm -hmm. okay the end i don't seek to destroy (laughs) this guy's career this woman's career i mean trust me there's a lot of comedians that gross me out like i have lots of opinions about their comedy but i don't want to end their careers or say that they can't say these things but remember you're not allowed to make fun of anybody unless they're you know a couple of these things here's Mm -hmm. the safe zones but anyway sorry guys this is a lot more of a ranty podcast today but thoughts so many thoughts more than a couple mm-hmm. a couple hundred thoughts a couple hundred thoughts find us on twitter at that chris cloud or at natalite n-a-t-l-i-g-h-t n-a-t-a-l-i-g-h-t yeah, i think mm-hmm. i spelled that right so what'd you guys think let us know yeah um, and thank you so much up. for everything last yeah thank you for all the feedback for the last podcast it really helped mm-hmm. and even you a lot of you did suggest some things that you'd like to hear us talk about mm-hmm. in that was awesome. So we will, will eventually be, in case you're wondering, on iTunes. Um, but right now we're just going to stick to SoundCloud until we get like maybe five or six to ten episodes in the can, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hope you guys have a great week. And um, that's the end. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> and farewell. And see you later, adieu. And ta-ta. Sayonara. Adios. You think they're still here? Do you think they're actually still listening or did they already cut it? I don't know, but... They're probably like, eh, they say goodbye, them. so I'm going to hit stop. Or, or joke's on them if they're still listening. Are you still listening? If you're still listening, we have a special surprise for you. Special surprise. Song time. Do we have a song for them? No. Okay. I want people to listen again. That's true. Sing to them. Be gone forever. All right, we're probably gonna watch a movie. Uh, <laughs> it with, is like with ten, proper ten. etiquette. It is eleven seventeen. Okay, we're gonna watch a TV show. Yeah. With proper TV show etiquette. Yes. And um, we'll yeah. sign off and check you guys later. And thanks for making it this far. And I hope you guys had a great time. And okay, bye. <laughs> Lord of the Rings endings. Goodbye. Okay, bye bye.